Friends Becoming podcast is all about the changes, transitions, and transformations we encounter on our journey to aligning with purpose and living life with intentionality, fulfillment, and impact. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon, and my mission is to help those starting their entrepreneurial journeys or simply shifting gears to better align with purpose by sharing the journeys of others, offering practical tips and strategies, and providing encouragement to help you pull through whatever obstacle is standing in your way. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and join me on this journey of discovery. Joining me today on the Journey to Becoming podcast is Adele Spragan. She is an award-winning author, a thought leader, and an international speaker and trainer. Her book, Shift, Four Steps to Personal Empowerment, has won three awards and is sweeping the globe, transforming how people are setting and achieving their goals. Today, she supports thousands globally to achieve extraordinary levels of happiness, peace of mind, prosperity, goal achievement, and life fulfillment. Welcome to the show, Adele. So excited to have you here. Thanks, Sabine. Super excited to be here too. Yes, awesome. So I would, you know, I would love to jump right in and to learn a little bit more about you and a little bit about your journey and how you became the Adele Spragan. Yeah, I'd love to share. I'm going to tell my age now. I have been in the personal development space for around 30, 35 years at this point. And initially, Sabine, when I was first coaching people, I was using all the traditional methods of coaching, such as mindset techniques and uh, goal setting and vision boarding and all of that stuff. And then after about 10 years, I started to notice that the majority of my clients, including myself, I should add, (laughs) were not reaching the goals that we set out for ourselves. I myself had uh, started and quit three businesses by this point, one after another. And I kept thinking like, you know, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And then eventually, I came to the conclusion, hang on a minute, I'm doing everything that I've been instructed to do. So there must be something else that is going on that is happening in my brain that is not aligning with these instructions that I'm trying to follow. So I took myself back to university, I enrolled at the age of 40. And I went part time and I I got my master's in humanities, because I wanted to study the human brain and how we think. And at the same time, I was doing these deep dives into my own mind because I was very good at meditating at this point. And I realized, yeah, I'm right. We're using the wrong operating instructions. It's not the way our brain is working. So I I did another deep dive into my own mind. I came up with four steps, which are highly effective and which are amazingly transformative in helping people reach their goals, find happiness, peace of mind at the same time. And I went, all right, this is what I need to be teaching. This is what I need to spread. And so for the last decade, that's what I've been doing. I love it. I love it. So Missy, these are the four steps to personal empowerment that you shared in your book as well. Yes, exactly. All of these steps are in my book and everything that a person needs to do it themselves is definitely can be found in that book. Great. So for you personally, as you were walking through your, these four steps? Because I imagine that these four steps are reflective of kind of the process that you went through based on what you learned. What was the most surprising to you about how you were thinking and how you were utilizing the operating system? 
Yeah, well, I, I'll just go through quickly for your listener, the traditional operating instructions that I'm talking about, because you'll recognize them, right? We are taught, set a goal, determine the steps that you need to take to get to that goal. If you are not taking those steps, then, or sorry, if you if you don't know the steps to take, then find somebody who does follow in a mentor's footsteps or get training. If you do know the steps to take and you're not taking them, then there's something up with your mindset. So change your mindset. At that point, there should be absolutely no reason for you not to achieve those goals. So if you are not, there is something wrong with you or is there something wrong with the goal, right? And but when we think about how our brain is actually working and how it's positioned within this bony skull in which there is no sight in the skull, there's no sound in the skull, there's no taste or touch, it's dark in there, right? How we think about how the brain actually works is it has to rely exclusively on past created patterns that are already stored there. Mm -hmm. And it's those past created patterns that determine a person's actions or what a person believes or how a person behaves. And it, if we don't have a pattern in our brain, we cannot take the action, even if we know that that's the correct action. It's not until we build a pattern that we can create, that we can actually do that. And so that's why we swim in what I call a world of blame and shame, in which everybody is made to feel incorrect in some way, or we're made to look for what is the problem in the situation. And none of that is where the problem lies. It's always driven by a past created pattern that just needs an upgrade, frankly. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the way our brains are working. Our brains are brilliant in their design. It's just that nobody's taught us how to upgrade patterns that no longer work for us. And so that's what the four steps does. I was actually just talking to someone earlier with regards to people making career transitions or people having life transitions and why sometimes it is more difficult for them to just ease into that change. You're saying the brain doesn't recognize this pattern, so it struggles a little bit. I also think of in terms of, especially in the coaching space today, right? The, oh yeah, start your business and, you know, build six, seven figures in like six months, right? And that mindset and people sign up for it. They do the step-by-step -step and they're not getting that result, those results. Um, and how interesting that it's really, it's not that they can't achieve it. It's that there are things that they need to actually physically do first, sometimes doing things repeatedly or failing or quote unquote failing at, a, at something a couple of times before their brain recognizes it and it starts to work for them. Yeah, yeah, that's a great example of, of somebody in transition, because to be in transition, you need new patterns, the, the patterns that you had before are just no longer sufficient for the next step of your journey. And so to start with the patterning, rather than to start with what should I do, that is really important. Like, so here's one thing that your listener might want to ask themselves, rather than what do I need to do? It's to ask, what am I doing or not doing today that is preventing me from having the goal that I want? So if they're looking for a new career, for example, right? what am I saying to myself? What are my beliefs? What are my behaviors? What are my actions that are, that are coming about today, right here in this moment that stop me from saying I am that already, or I'm already 
taking those actions to get to that place. And as soon as they start there, you're starting in the world of patterning rather than in the situation. So most of us try to fix the situation. We need to flip that switch. The second step, the first step is to identify the pattern, but the second step is to own it as a pattern. It is actually occurring in the brain and not out there in the situation. I'm thinking through how you mentioned earlier that, you know, you started and stopped three businesses, right? Before you went back to school and before you learned all of this, once you had started your pattern interrupt and kind of shifting the patterns in this brain work, how were you then able to start this new coaching business and keep going? What were some of the things you were doing for yourself personally to help you apply this in your own life? Yeah, well, the beautiful thing about working with brain patterns, when we think about each pattern as being a channel in the brain in which information flows down, right? I had a pattern in my brain for quitting. So the first thing I had to recognize is that's not about the situation. I was great at blaming the situation. I was great at finding there's something wrong with this business. There's something wrong with this business partner. There's something wrong with me. I was fantastic at that. I could play victim along. And, and based on that, I could justify why I needed to quit. But once I started to realize, oh, I'm not actually quitting. I have a pattern in my brain that is driving this action of quitting. Okay, then I could upgrade that. And how I had to do that is remove that pattern first, the pattern for quitting, and then create another pattern, replace it with an upgraded pattern that doesn't quit. At that point, Sabine, I literally stepped out of one identity in which quitting was a possibility into another identity in which quitting just wasn't. It was that night and day. One, one pattern was always wanting to quit. Anytime I hit a, an obstacle, anytime, for me, it was people pleasing. If I thought I had displeased somebody, my first reaction was, oh my gosh, panic, I've got to quit. That just totally disappeared. And I was in this brand new world of, no, like quitting isn't even something that I even thought about. I was just a totally different person. And that's the beauty of repatterning. So, you know, you talk about trying to follow somebody else's instructions, like a mentor will say, well, do this, do this, do this. And it sounds so totally logical. But if you think, well, I may not have the patterns to do that, therefore, I can't do that. Then it, for me, I felt like such a victim before, because I used to think, why can't I do that? Everybody else is doing that. But as soon as I realized, oh, I just don't have the patterns, it was so self-forgiving and so gentle. It's like, well, of course I can't take that step. The self-forgiving and giving yourself grace for not being able to figure something out. Now, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, the difference between changing your patterns and changing your habits and what the correlation is between the actual like pattern shifting work and habit shifting work. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that or your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a great question. I actually call a habit just a repetitive action that is repeated over and over again, whereas a pattern is beneath everything that a person does, feels, or thinks. We can't believe something. We can't behave in any way. We cannot take an action unless there is an underlying pattern that gives rise to that action, behavior, or belief. 
So it's deeper than just habits. It's more the patterning of the brain, the way the brain is wired. Beautiful thing is, I should say, Sabine, is that our brains are built to rewire. The the problem that, that we encounter in today's world is we are so caught up in this idea that there is this authentic identity that we need to find as if we are looking for something within ourselves that is permanent, that we fail to see how incredibly adaptable and responsive our brain actually is. So it's the way we've been educated, but our brain is absolutely wired to rewire itself. Ideally, we are responding optimally to every situation that we're in because our brain is just capable of tearing apart that pattern, teasing it apart, I should say, snapping into a new channel when we need it. And that allows us to take an action that is directly aligned with the situation. Tell me if I'm losing you because this is getting really deep into patterns, right? Fascinated. So, yeah. So that's the way our brain is designed to work. It is just that we have overeducated and overemphasized this idea that we need to fix problems rather than play with our brain and create those patterns that we need to create. So I'm thinking of, let's take it aside, like the most practical thing, right, is weight loss, where like this would apply. When thinking through, like if someone has been struggling with their weight or, you know, at the beginning of the year, everyone makes these New Year's resolutions of things that they're going to do. And by February, like the gyms are, are empty. It's a ghost town. So would you mind sharing just like a tidbit in terms of something that's practical that I'm sure each and every one of us has already dealt with? as it relates to weight loss. Yeah, so the, the first thing that I always tell everybody is everybody's body shape is different and unique. <laughs> Just like our faces are all different and unique, right? So we have this idea of spelt is good and overweight is, is not so good. And I disagree with that. So, so when somebody comes to me and they're interested in weight loss, I always ask them, okay, what are you doing that may be causing you to be overweight. So they will say, well, I'm eating sugar or, oh, you know, I snack in front of the TV. And they come up with a list of things that they're actually doing, which is causing this. And then I ask them, okay, so so what are you believing? And they will have a list of beliefs. So I can't lose weight or I'm just naturally fat and all of these things. Okay, great. So that is where we go to work. So we start removing those patterns one at a time. So I'll just tell you a story because I think it really, really demonstrates how effective and how different repatterning is than working on the problem of weight loss. This was actually my very, very first client. I'm going way back 10 years. And she came to me with this problem of eating. And she said, Adele, I am addicted to sugar. She said, I have candy in my office drawers, in all of my cupboards at home. And she said, on one thing, Adele, she said, I can't go to a grocery store without going down the candy line. She said, it almost feels like I've, I've got this compulsion to go down the candy line. So I said, okay, no worries. I said, you're not going to try to stop eating candy. That's the wrong approach because that was just making her feel terrible about herself. I said, instead, we are just going to remove the pattern that is interested in eating candy. We're just going to take it out of your brain. So she said, okay. So I gave her the four steps and, you know, the first week I would ask her, okay, you know, how's the candy eating going? Oh, no good. No, nope, still eating it. Second week. No, nope, still eating it. 
by the fifth week, I got on the phone with her and I said, so how did it go this week? And she thought about it for a moment. She said, you're never going to believe this. She said, I have a piece of pie in the fridge at work. And she said, and I didn't eat it. And then you could see this dawning realization in her voice, right? She said, oh my gosh. She said, I went to the grocery store and I walked right past the candy aisle and I never went down it. And I said, yeah, that's the power of repatterning. So from there, she went on to lose the weight, of course, because she was no longer having those habits that were causing her to gain weight. And today, she still never goes down the candy aisle, never eats candy, and never thinks to eat candy. It was like she was a candy addict, and then she just stepped into an identity in which she just never ate candy. It just was, no, not something she was interested in. Wow, I love that. It, it I mean, we know that it's not instantaneous, but a lot of times, especially in the mindset space, right? It's kind of like, this is something that you continue to work on your entire life and it just never stops. And so you have to put all these systems in place to help you not do the thing versus it sounds like you got to the root of whatever that core belief was in her mind that said like she needed or she absolutely had to have candy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love that word root, because it really is like, you know, if you think about a pattern and in the brain and how it's this neural pathway that's all connected together, we can see how if we could just pull that out, just like you would pull out a, a root of a weed, it's just gone. The weed's just no longer there. It's not like you've got to control the weed or think about the weed, or right? stay on top of the weed and make sure you don't water the weed, all of that need and that angst and that um, desire to control, it's just gone with the pattern. Yeah, yeah. Really appreciate you tuning into this week's episode of the Journey to Becoming podcast. Taking a quick break to extend an invitation to my Facebook group, The Tribe of Courageous Leaders. The group exists to support ambitious, impact-driven leaders in their development, both personally and professionally. As a member of the free group, you'll have access to weekly live trainings on topics ranging from mindset, time management, productivity, leadership, to money management, and business strategy. The group is tailored for those who love to learn and want to do so with other like-minded professionals. So again, I invite you to head on over to sabinegideon.com forward slash tribe to claim your spot and be sure to catch the weekly live trainings on Wednesdays. Dates and times are shared and updated within the group, so be sure to join. I look forward to welcoming you to the community and have included the link to the tribe right down below in the show notes. Now, back to the show. So it sounds like, you know, from a, a mindset perspective, like you've put some things in place or you've done some work that now allow you not to have to rework or regress back to old behaviors. Is there anything that you do in your day to day now, whether it be as part of your routine, just to make sure that like your mind and your thoughts are working with you and, and helping you to achieve the goals that you're that you're looking to achieve? Yeah, definitely. I repattern two patterns at a time twice a day. So that's my daily routine. Uh, how long does it take? Two minutes each pattern. So I'm, I'm four to 10 minutes a day, sorry, eight to 10 minutes a day to do the four patterns that I work on every day. That's what I recommend because 
what happens with repatterning? And when we think about how the brain works, right now, a person is running on all of these past created patterns. And it's that misalignment with the situation that you're in. Okay, just not if I've made sense there, right? It's that misalignment that causes the problem. It's not the patterns are good or bad. They are just not aligned with where you want to go, with the situation that you're in. So initially, when somebody starts and comes to me, they typically have a whole bunch of problems. They've got problems over here in their business and problems in their relationship and problems over there with the kids. And that's ex absolutely as it is expected to be, because all of those past created patterns, most of them were created before the age of five, other ones in, in adolescence, but really in adulthood, pattern creation slows down just because we haven't learned how. So that's fantastic. We start working on each pattern one at a time, one at a time. And typically around the eight week mark, people hit what I call a plateau. So suddenly now their brain is aligned with their situation that they're working on. So let's say that's business, right? So now all of their patterns are optimally aligned with the goals that they have in their business and they don't have any problems anymore. And then they say, oh, this is great, I'm done. And I go, uh-uh, hold on, <laughs> because what is will predictably happen is the world will move on as it always does, the, the moment always changes. And now you, yes, your patterns are upgraded for this moment, but they won't be upgraded or they won't be the correct patterns anymore three months from now. And then you're gonna start to get all these problems again. And so just as maintenance, we just use that repatterning tool every day, twice a day. And it just keeps the brain then in alignment with the situation. Mm, makes sense. Makes total sense. And so within uh, the book, Four Steps of Personal Empowerment, uh, it sounds like the audience can learn about these four steps so that they can, you know, start doing some uh, repatterning themselves. For those who are listening, though, is there one thing that they can do or that you are willing to share maybe on a daily basis, one thing that they can begin to implement or journal about or meditate on to kind of help them start moving forward? Yeah, I'd love to. So. The first thing to do is to think if you have a problem, it is a pattern. So just try in your mind to associate every problem that you're having, whether that is out there in the situation, a conflict in your relationship, or whether that is internal, such as those little voices in your head that say, I'm not good enough, or I need to learn more. If there's a problem, it is always driven by a pattern. So the first thing to do is identify the pattern. So a pattern for your listener is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, and thought. When the three aspects of our being come together, it results in a particular action, a particular behavior, a particular belief. So a physical sensation, an emotion, and a thought intertwined together is an indication of a pattern. And you'll see if you're not taking the actions that you need to take, that typically that physical sensation and that emotion will be uncomfortable in some way. If you think about taking the action, fear may enter into your space or shame or something other. And, and every person is unique, so they have to identify their own pattern. But to even start there, to even start with, okay, I got a problem. And to me, it seems like the problem is out there, or it seems like I am the problem. 
if you can just remember, no, wait, wait, Adele said that's a pattern. I'm going to stop. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to identify what that pattern is. Oh, I notice that I'm scared. I notice that my stomach's flipping around. And I notice that I have this thought in my head that says I'm not good enough. That is a pattern that is not given by the situation. That's an old pattern from my past that just happens to be in the space today. Okay, so even just to start there, like that's the first lesson that, that I give everybody, do that for at least a week. Just let's start flipping that switch so that you can start, stop blaming yourself or stop looking for what's the problem and just start owning it as, okay, I got a problem. I know that's a pattern. I know it is in need of an upgrade. I'm going to start by identifying it. That's very helpful and for me and, you know, many of the those that I work with, type A, high achieving individuals, like the hardest on ourselves and anyone externally could be. So it's, I think that that's very helpful in creating that moment of what do I want to believe instead versus what am I believing about the situation right now? Yeah, yeah. And, and if we think about Let's, let me go back to what I was saying before about this brain of ours locked inside this bony skull. You can start to see how it actually has no access to, is that the truth? It, I, I like to say our brain makes up a heck of a lot of stories. They're very convincing. <laughs> they aren't really all stories because there isn't a tree in here, right? We look outside the window and we think, oh, I'm seeing a tree, but there's no tree inside the head. That's an electrical impulse that drives the impression of tree. And that's same as, as, as the person, like we have patterns for ourselves. We have patterns that dictate who we believe we are to ourselves. And so if you have a pattern that says, I'm not good enough, that is not truth. That doesn't live in the brain. That is just an electrical impulse that is driving a particular thought. Wow. When you put it like that, it, it just, for me, at least, it's just creating so much power and so much empowerment. And once you simplify it, which I know it's not necessarily a simple process to change, but once you simplify it, it is empowering. Absolutely. Because here's something, Sabine, that most people don't, like they know it on some level, but they don't really think about it deeply. Every situation, every experience that a person has had in their lifetime, every sight, every sound, every smell, every touch, every taste is stored in the unconscious regions of the brain. Now, it's not in a format that you can dip in there and pull out a memory from 2002, okay? It's not like that. But the the experience itself is stored in there. Now, how do we know that? Have you ever had a smell and you're suddenly transported back in time in your mind, right? And you yeah. go, oh, I remember exactly where I was and, and it's just like vivid. Okay, all of that is inside that unconscious. And that's true of everything. It's true to the license plate on the car that you, as you walk down the street, everything is stored in there. So, here we have this brain that it has all of this patterning that is coming from our past. When we gently tease apart that pattern, the mind has to go somewhere in order to create a new pattern. Remember I said that we cannot take an action or hold a belief unless we have a pattern. So the brain will never have a void 
in the panel box. It just won't leave those that channel just teased open. It will immediately create a brand new channel. Where it needs to dip to in order to know what the situation needs is into that vast warehouse, all of those past experiences. And so the person starts to experience themselves in a totally different light. It's like, oh, I didn't even know that I knew that. Oh, I didn't know I was capable of that. And as they start building these new patterns, they just become, they just blossom because there's very little actually that they haven't experienced in the past, just didn't know it. And that doesn't have a corresponding ability to create a pattern, which naturally guides them in the direction of their goals. Wow. Powerful. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this a few times because you have dropped many, many valuable nuggets during this time. So as we transition here, would you mind sharing with the audience a couple things? One, where they can connect with you and the resources that you have made available to share with them. Yes, I'd love to. Um, you can get a free copy of my book. All I ask is that you pay for shipping at www.shift4steps.com. So that's the number four, S-H-I-F-T, number four steps, S-T-P. EPS with an S in the end.com. There's also some free training in there um, that's available. Um, I'd love to autograph you a copy of my book and ship it off to you. So just let me know where to send that and I will do that. Um, the other thing that I just started when COVID hit and everybody moved from live events to online is what I call the Pattern Maker Hub. And that's a membership site where People can come and collect, collaborate, connect, and learn how to repattern their brain. And I like to say I'm starting a movement because it's time that we all discover how amazing this human brain of ours is and what, what you are capable of achieving when we know how to work it. So people can get a 30-day free trial membership there, Pattern Maker Hub, and uh, you can get that through my website, adelsbragan.com. Awesome. We will have all of those links down below in the show notes. So please be sure to check it out. And as far as social, where do you hang out, Adela? I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. If you, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, love to have you there. I'm also on, I do have an Instagram account and a Twitter account. But if you really want to reach me, you're better off on Facebook or LinkedIn. Please be sure to connect with Adele. Let her know that you heard her on the Journey to Becoming podcast. Adele, you have dropped so many nuggets as it is. It'd be shameful of me to not ask you if you have any last parting words or advice for the audience. Anything you want to share before we go? Oh, you know, the biggest tip that I can give somebody is, is here. It, it, once we know how patterns work, once we know that there is nothing to blame. There is nothing to be ashamed of. If you have made a mistake, if you have done something, it is a pattern in your brain that took that action. So the next time somebody asks you, why did you do that? Here's your answer. Because my patterns made me do it. Okay. And then forgive yourself, go and upgrade that pattern. It doesn't have to be like that. You never have to beat yourself up. And yeah, it's just beautiful when we know how to work the brain. I love it because my patterns made me do it. I, I'm using that starting today. Uh, 
<laughs> well, thank you again so much, Adele, for, for coming on here, for sharing your wisdom and sharing all these amazing uh, tips and strategies with the audience. Again, please be sure to uh, check down below in the show notes for ways to connect with Adele and definitely grab the book, uh, Shift Four Steps to Personal Empowerment. You can grab it on her website. You can get it for free. Just need to pay for shipping. And she also has resources on her website. So do check it out. Do support her and let her know you heard about her here. Thank you so much, Adele. Thank you, Sabine. My pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you were able to grab a few nuggets and some action items that you can begin implementing this week. I'll be back next week with some more actionable tips to help you along your journey of transition, change, and transformation. In the meantime, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment on the platform of your choosing. And if you really enjoyed this content, go ahead and share it with your network. Share it with a friend, a family member, whoever it is you know that might benefit from the information that was shared today. Until next time, have a wonderful and purposeful week.